0: I need to go over something that happens to a lot of people in houses of worship. So let's talk about this. But I'm definitely going to simplify it, not just for the sake of time, but also for us to get to the meat of what's really going on. So let's start with this way. I noticed that there are houses of worship that are silent, about gynecological disorders happening within houses of worship. I notice that houses of worship are silent about the reproductive disorders that are happening within houses of worship. I notice that the houses of worship are silent about the sexual disorders that are happening within the house within those houses of worship i noticed that the houses of that there are houses of worship that are silent about the infertility that is happening within those houses of worship i noticed that the pelvic inflammatory diseases that are happening in houses of worship their house of worship silent about again the pelvic inflammatory diseases that are happening within the house of worship. I notice that their house of worship that are silent about the pregnancy complications that are happening within the houses of worship. I notice that the house of worship are silent about the miscarriages that are happening within the houses of worship. I notice that the house of worship are silent about the sexual dysfunction that are happening within the houses of worship. Um, I noticed that there are houses of worship that are silent about the acquiring sexually transmitted infections and sexually transmitted diseases that are happening within um, the houses of worship. Um, I noticed that um, there are houses of worship that are silent about the mortality from injuries that are happening within the house of worship. I noticed that there are houses of worship that are silent about the chronic pain that are happening within the houses of worship. I noticed that it took until the COVID-19 pandemic for some house of worship to even be honest about the increased risk of suicide, anxiety, and depression happening in houses of worship, there's still houses of worship silent about increased risk of suicide, anxiety, and depression that are still happening within houses of worship. I notice that ha- there are houses of worship that are silent about psychosomatic disorders, unsafe abortions, and unwanted pregnancies and unwanted children that are happening within the houses of worship. Um, And I start there because these are some of the reasons why people, some people are leaving churches, mosques, temples, synagogues, and centers, C-E-N-T-E-R-S. And I want to specify that there are some people who are leaving houses of worship because within these houses of worship, people are suffering from hypoactive sexual desire disorder, sexual aversion disorder, avoidance of or a lack of desire for sexual intercourse. Female sexual arousal disorder, failure of normal lubricating arousal response, male erectile disorder, female orgasmic disorder, see anorgasmia, male orgasmic disorder, again, C. an anorgasmia, premature ejaculation, dysparunia, vaginismus, uh. PTSD due to genital mutilation or childhood sexual abuse, sexual dissatisfaction, lack of sexual desire, um, again, anorgasmia, impotence, Um, sexually transmitted diseases and sexually transmitted infections that are of criminal transmission. Um, delay or absence of ejaculation despite adequate stimulation, inability to control timing of ejaculation, inability to relax vaginal muscles enough to allow intercourse, inadequate vaginal lubrication preceding and during intercourse. Burning pain on the vulva or in the vagina with contact to those areas. Unhappiness or confusion related to sexual orientation. Transsexual, transgender people may have sexual problems before or after surgery. Um, uh, Persistent sexual arousal syndrome. Sexual impulsive behavior, sexual compulsive behaviors. Um, The typical type of hypersexuality all forms of female genital cutting, post-orgasmic diseases such as DAT syndrome, PCT, POIS, and sexual headaches. Um, These are the things that are happening, houses worship, that a lot of them are silent on. When I talk about unhappiness, confusion, related to sexual orientation, I am not condemning LGBTQI plus people at all. What I'm saying is when you are in a world where you see people privately being affirmed for being queer, but publicly being denounced in the pulpit for being queer, that's how that happens. Um, And then when you see people who are non-binary, right? And they need to physically transition to who they truly are internally they may have, um, one of the, one of the struggles besides bigotry is sexual, um, hurts, you know, so these are the things that are happening, um, and I like to simplify so people can really get to the heart of the core of what's going on, um, but what I can say is that, um, there are people who are leaving house worship because of the silence on the sexual dysfunction that is classified into four categories, sexual desire disorders, arousal disorders, orgasm disorders, and pain disorders. So let me get to the crux of each definition. I don't need to read it all because y'all are bright people. You've you, you it figured figure out. So in houses of worship... You have people with what is called sexual desire disorders, right? Sexual desire disorders or decreased libido are characterized by a lack of sexual desire, libido for sexual activity, or sexual fantasies for some time. The condition ranges from a general lack of sexual desire to a lack of sexual desire for the current partner. The condition may start after a period of normal sexual functioning. Or the person may always have had an absence or a lesser intensity of sexual desire. So, there are people who are leaving house of worship because of the silence on sexual disorders that happen in the house of worship. So. There are people in house of worship who have what is again called sexual arousal disorders. Sexual arousal disorders were previously known as frigidity in women, impotence in men, though these have now been replaced with less judgmental terms. Impotence is now known as erectile dysfunction, and frigidity has been replaced with a number of terms describing specific problems that can be broken down into four categories as described by the American Psychiatric Association's diagnostic and statistical manual of mental disorders lack of de- uh, lack of desire lack of arousal pain during intercourse and lack of orgasm it can even manifest as an aversion to and avoidance of sexual contact um with a partner, partial or complete failure to attain or maintain an erection or a lack of sexual excitement and pleasure and sexual activity, um, decreased blood flow or lack of vaginal lubrication, chronic disease in a partner's relationship can also contribute to dysfunction. And then there's arousal, including adrener, adrenergic type presentation, rapid breathing. Parathesia, palpitations, headaches, aphasia, nausea, itchy eyes, fever, muscle pain, and weakness, and fatigue. And then, you have, people have, some people have to worship are leaving, um, because of the silence erectile dysfunction that happens in the house of worship. So, Erectile dysfunction or impotence is a sexual dysfunction characterized by the inability to develop or maintain an erection of the penis. There are various underlying causes of ED, including damage to anatomical structures, psychological causes, medical disease, and drug use. Many of these cases are medically treatable. So, um... For example... Um... Erectile dysfunction from vascular disease is seen mainly amongst older older individuals who have atherocy- atherosclerosis. Vascular disease is common in individuals who smoke or have diabetes, uh, peripheral vascular disease, or hypertension. Anytime blood flow to the penis is impaired, erectile dysfunction or as as ED can occur... So, due to the shame and embarrassment felt by some erectile dysfunction, the subject was taboo for a long time as the focus of many urban legends. Folk remedies have long been advocated, with some being advertised widely since the 1930s. The introduction of perhaps the first pharmacologically effective remedy for impotence, sildenafil trade named Viagra in the 1990s caused a wave of public attention, propelled in part by the newsworthiness of stories about it in heavy advertising. So the Latin term impotentia coiandi describes the inability to insert the penis into the vagina. It has been mostly placed by more precise terms. So diseases are also common causes of erectile dysfunction. Diseases such as cardiovascular disease, multiple sclerosis, kidney failure, vascular disease, and spinal cord injury can cause erectile dysfunction. Cardiovascular disease can decrease blood flow to penile tissues, making it difficult to develop and maintain interaction. erection. So that's basically what, you know. So drugs are also a con- are, can also be a cause of erectile dysfunction. Individuals who take drugs that lower blood pressure, blood pressure, antipsychotics, Antidepressants, sedatives, sedatives, narcotics, and tacits or alcohol can have problems with sexual function and loss of libido. So, then you have people who are leaving house of worship because of the silence of orgasm disorders happening in house of worship. So, in house of worship, there are people suffering from what is called anorgasmia. Anorgasmia is classified as persistent delays or absence of orgasm following a normal sexual incitement phase in at least 75% of sexual encounters. The disorder can have physical, psychological, or pharmacological origins. SSRI's antidepressants are a common pharmaceutical culprit as they can delay orgasm or eliminate it entirely. A common physiological cause of an orgasm is menopause. One in three women report problems obtaining an orgasm during sexual stimulation following menopause. There are people leaving house of worship because of the silence of premature ejaculation that is happening in house of worship. Premature ejaculation is when ejaculation occurs before the partner achieves orgasm or a mutually satisfactory length of time has passed during intercourse. There is no correct length of time for intercourse to last, but generally premature ejaculation is thought to occur with when ejaculation occurs in under two minutes from the time of the insertion of the penis. For a diagnosis, the patient must have a chronic history of premature ejaculation, poor ejaculatory control, and the problem must cause feelings of dissatisfaction, as well as distress for the patient, the partner, or both. Premature ejaculation has historically been attributed to psychological causes, but newer theories suggest that premature ejaculation may have an underlying neurobiological cause that may lead to rapid ejaculation. Then there are people who are leaving house of worship because of the silence of post-orgasmic disorders that are happening within houses of worship. Post-orgasmic disorders cause symptoms shortly after orgasmic ejaculation. Post-coital Tristesse, PCT, is a feeling of melancholy and anxiety after sexual intercourse that lasts for up to two hours. Sexual headaches occur in the skull and neck during sexual activity, including masturbation, arousal, or orgasm. In men, POIS causes severe muscle pain throughout the body and other symptoms immediately following ejaculation. These symptoms last for up to a week. Some doctors speculate that the frequency of POIS is the population in the population may be greater than has been reported in the academic literature, and that many with POIS are undiagnosed. POIS may involve intrinic symptoms, rapid breathing, parathesia, palpitations, headaches, aphasia, nausea, itchy eyes, fever, muscle pain, and weakness and fatigue. The etiology of this condition is unknown, however. It is believed to be a pathology of either the immune system or autonomic nervous systems. It is described. It is defined as a rare disease by the NIH, but the prevalence is unknown. And it's not thought to be psychiatric in nature, but it may present as anxiety related to coital activities that, and thus may be incorrectly diagnosed as such. There's no no. There is no known cause or treatment. Dat syndrome, DH, is another condition which occurs in men. It is a culture-bound syndrome which causes anxious and dysphoric mood after sex. It is distinct from the low mood and concentration problems acute aphasia seen in POIS. There are people who are leaving houses of worship because of the silence of sexual pain disorders that are happening in houses of worship. Sexual pain disorders in women include dyspareunia, Painful intercourse in vaginismus and vaginismus is involuntary spasm of the muscles of the vaginal wall that interferes with intercourse. Dysparunia may be caused by vaginal dryness, poor lubrication may result from insufficient excitement and stimulation or from hormonal changes caused by menopause, pregnancy, or, bre- or breast free- breastfeeding. Irritation from contraceptive creams and foams can also cause dryness, as can fear and anxiety about sex. It is unclear exactly what causes vaginismus, but it's thought that past sexual traumas, such as rape or abuse, may play a role. Another female sexual pain disorder is vulvodynia or vulva vestibulitis when localized to the vulva vestibule. In this condition, women experience burning pain during sex, which seems to be related to problems with the skin in the vulva and vaginal areas. Its cause is unknown. Um, It has an incidence estimated at 0.4 to 3% or more is most common in men 40 to 70 and has no certain cause. Risk factors include genetics, minor trauma, potentially during cytoscopy or er er transurethral resection of the prostate, chronic systemic vascular diseases, smoking, alcohol consumption. Priapism is a painful erection that occurs for several hours and occurs in the absence of sexual stimulation. This condition develops when blood is trapped and the penis is unable to drain. If the condition is not properly treated, it could lead to severe scar and permanent loss of erectile function. The disorder is most common in young men and children. Individuals with sickle cell disease and those who use certain medications can often develop this disorder. Um... For some people, I, I can't say this about everybody, in, in some men, structural abnormalities of the penis, like Peyronie's disease, can make sexual intercourse difficult or painful for some men. The disease, for some men, is characterized by thick, fibrous brands in the penis that lead to excessive curvature during erection. That happens for some men. So, sexual pain disorders affects everybody differently. That may happen for some, but not all. That That's true. Um so I would like to um make it understandable that this happens in many people's lives and this don't get me wrong, this happens in secular establishments and everything I'm saying it's also many of the reasons why many people no longer view mainstream pornography because mainstream pornography does not have an outlet for people with all kinds of sexual dysfunction. Um, Like in mainstream pornography, there's not an audience outlet for consumers with sexual desire disorders, arousal disorders, orgasm disorders, and pain disorders. So this is not just happening in houses of worship. This is happening everywhere. I'm just understanding that a lot of the people who I've talked to that told me why they left houses of worship, they gave me some of these other reasons why they left. And these were the same other reasons why people feel like, you know what, I wanted to perform in porn, but I don't anymore because people with sexual struggles, such as sexual dysfunction like me, you know, they don't want to cater to consumers like myself. So that's why they stopped watching mainstream porn. They stopped masturbating mainstream porn and they started masturbating the ethical porn. They're like, you know what? Some people have told me, I still want to perform in porn. I'll just go the ethical porn route. So I'm just giving you all the reasons. And they don't mind me sharing this publicly because their privacy and their names and what they look like is not out there. So they're cool with this. They don't care. Um, So these things are problems in houses of worship. They're problems that mainstream pornography is overlooking their problems in secular establishments, too. And so I try to, like... I noticed that, um... In houses of worship, there's a silence on pelvic floor dysfunction. Pelvic floor dysfunction can be an underlying cause of sexual dysfunction in both women and men and is treatable by pelvic floor physical therapy, a type of physical therapy designed to restore the health and function of the pelvic floor and surrounding areas. This is also a problem in secular establishments. And this is also another problem that mainstream pornography is overlooking. Um, houses of worship are silent about SSRI medication. Sexual problems are common with SSRIs, which can cause an orgasm, erectile dysfunction, diminished libido, genital numbness, and sexual anhedonia, pleasureless orgasm. Poor sexual function is also one of the most common reasons people stop the medication. In some cases, symptoms of sexual dysfunction may persist after discontinuation, SSRIs. This combination of symptoms is sometimes referred to as post-SSRI sexual dysfunction. So, these things are happening in houses of worship, secular establishments, and an overlooked problem within mainstream pornography. So, you have people in mainstream pornography... Houses of worship and secular establishments who um are struggling with the with, with uh, are struggling with menopause they're very silent on this all three are silent on this The most prevalent of female sexual dysfunction that have been linked to menopause include lack of desire and libido they're predominantly associated with hormonal physiology specifically the decline in serum estrogens causes these changes in sexual functioning. Androgen depletion may also play a role, but current knowledge about this is less clear. The hormonal changes that take place during the menopausal transition has been suggested to affect women's sexual response through severe mechanisms, some more conclusive than others. So these things are happening. Another other things that are happening in that kind of world are, um, like, in houses of worship, in um, secular establishments, And mainstream pornography, an overlooked problem, there is the issue of aging in women. Um, And there's nothing wrong with aging, but these are more reasons why people are leaving house of worship, why people are ditching mainstream pornography, and why some people don't feel comfortable with secular establishments. This is just what people have told me, um, and and they want y'all to know. So whether or not aging directly affects women's sexual function during menopause is controversial. However, many studies, including um, Hayes and Dennerstein's critical review, has demonstrated that aging has a powerful impact on sexual function dysfunction in women, specifically in the areas of desire, sexual interest, and frequency of orgasm. In addition, Dennerstein and colleagues found that the primary... Predictor of sexual response throughout menopause is prior sexual functioning, which means that it's important to understand how this physiological change in men and women can affect sexual desire. Despite the apparent negative impact that menopause can have on sexuality and sexual functioning, sexual confidence and well being can improve with age and menopausal status. The impact that relationship status can have on quality of life is often underestimated. Testosterone is metabolite. Dihydrotestosterone is important in normal sexual function in men and women. Dihydrotestosterone is the most prevalent androgen in both men and women. Testosterone levels in women at age 60 are on an average about half of what they were before the women were 40. Although this decline is gradual for most women, those who have undergone bilateral or... F- Forectomy experience a sudden drop in testosterone levels as the ovaries produce forty percent of the body's circulating testosterone. Sexual desire has been related to three separate components: drive, beliefs and values, and motivation. Particularly in pe- postmenopausal women, drive phases is no longer the initial step in a woman's sexual response. So these things happen to people. Um, so a lot of people. Um, you know, have struggled with female sexual dysfunction. This happens in house of worship. This happens in secular establishments. This happens in um, mainstream pornography that mainstream pornography tends not to talk about. So several theories have looked at female sexual dysfunction from medical to psychological perspectives. Three social psychological theories include the self-perception theory, the over-justification hypothesis, and the insufficient justification hypothesis. Self-perception theory. People make attributions about their own attitudes, feelings, and behaviors by relying on their observations of external behaviors and the circumstances in which those behaviors occur. Over-justification hypothesis, when an external reward is given to a person for performing an intrinsically rewarding activity, the person's intrinsic interest will decrease Insufficient justification based on the classic cognitive dissonance theory, inconsistency between two cognitions or between a cognition and a behavior will create discomfort. This theory states that people alter one of the cognitions or behaviors to restore consistency and reduce stress, and and reduce distress, actually. The importance of how a woman perceives her behavior should not be underestimated. Many women perceive sex as a chore as opposed to a pleasurable experience, and they tend to consider themselves sexually inadequate which in turn does not motivate them to engage in sexual activity. Several factors influence a woman's perception of her sexual life. These can include race, gender, ethnicity, educational background, socioeconomic status, sexual orientation, financial resources, culture and religion, and secularity. Cultural differences and even political affiliations, that happens too. Cultural differences are also present in how women view menopause and its impact on health, self-image, and sexuality. A study found that Black women are the most optimistic about menopausal life, white women are the most anxious, Asian women are the most inhibited about their symptoms, and Hispanic women are the most stoic. About one-third of the women experience sexual dysfunction, which may lead to these women's loss of confidence in their sexual lives. Um... You know, according to people who can identify with that. Since these women have sexual problems, their sexual lives with their partners can become a burden without pleasure and may eventually lose complete interest in sexual activity. Some of the women found it hard to be aroused mentally, while others had physical problems. Several factors can infect female dysfunction, such a situation in which women do not trust their sex partners, the environment where sex occurs being uncomfortable or an inability to concentrate on the sexual activity due to a... Feeling anxiety, depression, restlessness, heartache, heartbreak, anger, rage, anguish, angst, or burdens from work. Other factors include physical discomfort or difficulty in achieving arousal, which could be caused by aging or changes in the body's condition. Sexual assault has been associated with excessive menstrual bleeding, genital burning, and painful intercourse attributed to disease, injury, or otherwise medically unexplained Dysmenorrhea, menstrual ir- irregularity, and lack of sexual pleasure. Physically violent assaults and those committed by strangers were most commonly related to product- reproductive symptoms. Multiple assaults, assaults accomplished by persuasion, spousal assault, completed intercourse were most strongly related to sexual symptoms. Assault was occasionally associated more strongly with reproductive symptoms among women of lower income and less education, possibly because of economic stress or differences in assault circumstances. Associations with unexplained menstrual irregularity were strongest among black women. Ethnic differences in reported circumstances of assault appeared to account for these differences. Assault was associated with sexual difference only among Latinas. So these are this is basically what I wanted to uh, say. Um you know, for in um I think what I have learned about all this, you know, for example, let's talk about what happened when it comes to men, for example. A lot of men go through things that houses of worship overlook, mainstream pornography overlooks and secular stabs overlook. Several decades ago, the medical community believed most sexual dysfunction causes related to psychological issues. Although this may be true for a portion of men, the vast majority of causes have now been identified as a physical cause or correlation. If the sexual dysfunction is deemed to have a psychological component of cause, psychotherapy can help. Situational anxiety arises from an earlier bad incident or lack of experience and often leads to development of fear towards Sexual activity and avoidance, which enters a cycle of increased anxiety and desensitization of the penis. In some cases, erectile dysfunction may be due to marital disharmony or unmarital disharmony. Marriage counseling sessions or and premarital counseling sessions are recommended in this situation. Lifestyle changes such as discontinuing tobacco smoking or substances can also treat some types of ED, erectile dysfunction, Several or medications like Viagra, Callius, and Levitra have become available to alleviate erectile dysfunction and have become the first-line therapy. These medications provide an easy, safe, and effective treatment solution for approximately 60% of men, and the rest of the medication may not work because of wrong diagnosis or chronic history for people who can identify with that. Another type of medication that's effective in roughly 85% of men is called Intracarvernous Pharmacotherapy, which involves injecting a Vasodilator drug directly into the penis to stimulate an erection. This method has an increased risk of priapism if used in conjunction with other treatments of localized pain. Premature ejaculations are treated by behavioral techniques, squeeze technique, and stop start technique. In squeeze technique, the area between head and shaft of penis is pressed using index finger and thumb just before ejaculation. And stop-start technique: the male partner stops having sexual intercourse just before ejaculation, waits for the sense of ejaculation to pass away. Both techniques are repeated many times. When conservative therapies fail, are an unsatisfactory treatment option, or are contraindicated for use, the insertion of a penile implant may be selected by the patient. Technological advances have made the insertion of a penile implant a safe option for the treatment of ED which provides the highest patient and partner satisfaction rates of all available ED treatment options. Pelvic floor physical therapy has been shown to be a valid treatment for men with sexual problems and pelvic pain. The 2020 guidelines from the American College of Physicians support the discussion of testosterone treatment in adult men with age-related low levels of testosterone who have sexual dysfunction. They recommend yearly evaluation regarding possible improvement, if none, to discontinue testosterone. Intramuscular treatment should be considered rather than transdermal treatments due to cost, and since the effectiveness and harm of either method is similar. Testosterone treatment for reasons other than possible improvement of sexual dysfunction may not be recommended. Um So, those are more reasons why people are discontinuing houses of worship, mainstream pornography, and secular establishments. So, let's give even more reasons why people are leaving houses of worship, um, you know, secular establishments, mainstream pornography, because of the silence and inaction. Let's talk about females. In 2015, Fly was approved in the U.S. to treat decreased sexual desire in women, while it is effective for some women, it has been criticized for its limited efficacy as many warnings and contraindications that limit its use. Women experiencing pain with intercourse are often prescribed pain relievers or desensitizing agents. Others are prescribed vaginal lubricants. Many women with sexual dysfunction are also referred to a sex counselor or sex therapist. Um and and menopause. Estrogens are responsible for the maintenance of collagen, elastic fibers, and vasculature of the urogenital tract, all of which are important in maintaining vaginal structure and functional integrity. They are also important for maintaining vaginal pH and moisture levels, both of which help to keep the issues lubricated and protected. Prolonged estrogen deficiency leads to atrophy, fibrosis, and reduced blood flow to the urogenital tract, which cause menopausal symptoms such as vaginal dryness and pain related to sexual intercourse and slasher and in- related to sexual activity and slasher intercourse. Let me read that again. Prolonged estrogen deficiency leads to atrophy, fibrosis, and reduced blood flow to the urogena- urogenital tract which cause menopausal symptoms such as vaginal dryness and pain related to sexual activity and slasher intercourse. It has been consistently demonstrated that women with lower sexual functioning have lower estradiol levels. estradiol levels. Women experiencing vaginal dryness who cannot use commercial lubricants may be able to use coconut oil as an alternative. Hedrogen therapy for active sexual desire disorders has a small benefit, but its safety is not known. It is not approved as a treatment in the United States. It is more commonly used among women who have had an orthorectomy or in a postmenopausal state. However, like most treatments, it is also controversial. One study found that after a 24-week trial, women taking hydrogens had higher scores of sexual desire compared compared to a placebo group. As with all pharmacological drugs, there are side effects using androgens, which include hirsutism, acne, polycythemia, increased high-density lipoproteins, cardiovascular risk, and endometrial hyperplasmia. Alternative treatments include topical estrogen creams and gels that could be applied to the vulva-vagina area to treat vaginal dryness and atrophy. So... Um, these things are really, really important, and, um, I think y'all get the point, um, so the rest of this episode, I'm just going to explain, um, how I feel. Um, I think that a lot of times within um, houses of worship and mainstream pornography and secular establishments, there are plenty of people who feel shameful about these issues and problems and conflicts and hurts and habits and hangups because anytime people have to forego binary thinking and they have to think within the complexities that makes them feel uneasy because in our world, human beings are attracted to black and white, all or nothing um, psychology, which is harmful because empathy is found in the gray areas and gray areas are found in empathy. So if I have to care about a person... Then I have to acknowledge their sexual gray areas. I have to acknowledge their sexual complexities, their sexual complications, um, the sexual dualities, um, the sexual, you know, uncertainties, the sexual mysteries, even. Um, the sexual riddles that are hard to determine. You, you have to embrace their sexual vagueness, their sexual ambiguities, sexual unclearness, the sexual unsureness, um, the sexual shades of gray. I'm not talking about the book or the movie. That's another word for sexual gray areas. Then we have to deal with sexual duplexities and then we have to deal with um you know sexual just 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 sexual senses of having um yeah life for some people is sexually incomprehensible sexually unintelligible, sexually indecipherable, sexually incoherent, sexually inarticulate, sexually impossible to understand, sexually impenetrable, pun intended, sexually unclear, sexually beyond comprehension, sexually beyond one, sexually beyond one's grasp, sexually unfathomable, sexually unaccountable, sexually unthinkable, sexually unimaginable, sexually inexplicable, sexually inscrutable, sexually baffling, Sexually bewildering, sexually mystifying, sexually puzzling, sexually confusing, sexually perplexing, sexually abstruse, sexually obscure, sexually opaque, um, sexually esoteric, sexually recondite, sexually arcane, sexually mysterious, sexually delphic, sexually complicated, sexually complex, sexually involved, sexually intricate, sexually over one's head, sexually all Greek to someone, sexually double dutch, and sexually wildering. Many people wish that life for them was sexually intelligible, sexually comprehensible, sexually understandable, and sexually clear. They're tired of life being sexually not able to be understood, not sexually intelligible for them. Because they're used to sexual pain, sexual suffering, sexual agony, sexual affliction. Sexual torture, sexual torment, sexual discomfort, sexual soreness, sexual aches, sexual aching, sexual hurt, sexual throbs, sexual throbbing, sexual smarting, sexual pricking, sexual stings, sexual stinging, sexual twinges, sexual shooting pain, sexual stabs, sexual pangs, sexual spasms, sexual stitches, sexual cramps, sexual irritation, sexual stiffness, and sexual tenderness. They're made to feel like they are sexually... Repugnant. Extremely sexually distasteful. Sexually unacceptable. Um, Sexually abhorrent. Sexually revolting. Sexually repulsive. Sexually repellent. Sexually disgusting. Um... sexually objectionable, sexually vile sexually foul, sexually nasty, sexually loathsome sexually sickening, sexually nauseating sexually nauseous, sexually hateful, sexually detestable sexually execrable, sexually offensive, sexually abominable sexually monstrous, sexually appalling sexually reprehensible sexually deplorable, sexually insufferable sexually intolerable, sexually unacceptable sexually despicable, sexually contemptible Sexually beyond the pale. sexually unspeakable, sexually noxious, sexually obscene, sexually base, sexually hideous, sexually grisly, um, sexually gruesome, sexually horrendous, sexually heinous, sexually atrocious, sexually awful, sexually terrible, sexually dreadful, sexually frightful, sexually obnoxious, sexually unsavory, sexually impalpable, sexually unpleasant, sexually disagreeable, sexually distasteful, sexually dislikable. Sexually off-putting, sexually displeasing, sexually noisome, sexually disgustful, sexually scurvy, sexually loathly, and sexually loathly, sexually rebarbative. Um, that's how life make they're made to feel. When houses of worship, secular establishments, and mainstream pornography overlook their sexual inner demons that they did not impose upon themselves, sexually speaking. Many people are struggling with the concepts of sexless marriages, sex after pregnancy, sex and drugs, future ejaculation, orgastic impotence, depaxitine and agony aunt um these things are really harming people and um I'll share one more thing about why people leave the house of worship and I'll conclude the episode Sad to say, so many people in um, houses of worship, even though there's more awareness of mental um, disorders and mental illnesses and psychiatric disorders, um, thanks to COVID, even though they weren't saying much before COVID came, many houses of worship still demean people who suffer from mental disorders, mental illnesses, psychiatric disorders, mental breakdowns, mental disabilities, mental diseases, mental health conditions, mental illnesses, nervous breakdowns, and um, psychiatric disabilities, psychiatric disorders, psychological disabilities, psychological disorders, agitation, anxiety, depression, mania, paranoia, psychosis, cognitive impairment, social problems, suicide, suicide ideation. Anxiety disorders, eating disorders, mood disorders, body image disorders, personality disorders, psychotic disorders, substance use disorders. They even demean people who take medications such as antidepressants, antipsychotics, anxiolytics, mood stabilizers, stimulants. And those who receive psychotherapy and psychologists and psychiatrists and coaches and consultants They're all made to feel like they're demon-possessed, that they are hell-bound devils um, who are led by Beelzebub. And if you have history of being in psychiatric hospitals, they make it seem like you're the antichrist that the book of Revelation talks about. That's how they think. They feel like... It's unholy to receive peer support, um, mental health professionals, diagnoses, clinical treatment, and um, clinical social workers and psychometric tests and prevention programs. They'll make you feel like that you are the enemies of the cross. Um, And I've noticed... In conclusion, why God, okay, why does God allow churches to be destroyed? That is a theologically brilliant question. Given the fact that some churches, some synagogues, some centers, some mosques, and some temples are often destroyed by wind, fire, um, flooding, and the occasional hate crime committing criminal, um, combined with the religious belief that God favors these buildings and has complete control over everything that happens, leading to the following effort to explain why some houses of worship are destroyed. Um, number one. Um, now we have. Now I'm going to aud- audibly through audio go go down the list explanation as the explanations become seemingly increasingly pause, plausible. Number one, God decides that there are too many quote-unquote bad people in the congregation and wants to annoy them by having them suffer and raise money for new structure. Um, that goes against the empathy portrait of God because... Not all people in the congregation are bad. So if God is going to destroy, why not just destroy those who are offending him and not the good people who don't defend him? And why not just annoy the bad people causing problems, make them suffer only. And, you know raise money for the poor people who attend the church and raise money for the unemployed and underemployed people who are in the church, for example, who are already not offending God? Why not raise money for abuse victims and why not raise money for people who can't afford Mental health treatment And why not raise money For people who can't afford Hygiene and personal grooming um, Why not just Raise money for social justice Programs uh, Number two God wants to kill some of the church As he killed many sinners in ancient times It seems unlikely since most church Destruction occurs while the buildings are empty God would certainly know that I've always had a question about that. Ever since the 16th Street Baptist Church bombing, that was the very first church bombing I've ever heard of in history. It also makes me wonder, why didn't God kill the Ku Klux Klan instead of allowing the four little, the four four black girls to be killed? Why not not, um, strike them dead with, thunderstorm lightning that only kills them and nobody else. Why I wonder why didn't God kill all the races and how come God didn't protect all the black people and all the white sympathizers of all the black people? Hmm. Number three, he meaning you know the male portrait of God according to religious people Quote unquote, he may be pissed at the pastor slash priest slash bishop and want to make them suffer. This seems odd since there are more loving, more humane, less destructive ways of annoying church leaders. Yeah, why allow corrupt monsters serve in 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 church leadership? Why not just make them so unattracted to church that they don't want to bother church people? You know, the ones who are actually decent-hearted folks. You know, why allow their hard hearts to potentially... Harm the soft hearts within that said church. Well, how come God allows devils to demonize the human angels? Within, this, within the church. I wonder why corrupt monsters, some who are pastors, priests, and bishops, aren't being crucified. Shouldn't they have a taste of what it was like to be God in human form on the cross? Um... Number four, God can no longer stand in ugly buildings. Since God is the intelligent designer, he may just choose to destroy those structures he deems to be too ugly. But I don't know why he waits those structures are included, since he certainly can see the plans and renderings that are proposed. My thing is with the buildings, right? As long as the buildings are well kept up, well maintained, and, um, you know, excellent painters and have excellent builders who keep the building up. Shouldn't that be the beauty of the building? Well, the second most important beauty of the building. But how come, more importantly, the number one beauty of the building to them, meaning a lot of, People in the church world is not the holiness that's within the building. Why is the most important beauty of the building are the people who are well-to-do, fashion-show-minded, upper-class persons who want to showcase how materialistically blessed they are, even though they don't understand that blessings are spiritual, then they're more spiritual than physical. How come the beauty of the building is God is more spiritual than physical? Why put physical over spiritual and God put spiritual over physical? So they want to say God is more physical than spiritual. Wrong, God is more spiritual than physical. So, bless all things God start with the spirit and trickle to the body. But they reversed it. No, God is physical. Then he trickles to the spirit. No, it's not how it works. Okay, number five. According to the photos above. According to, you know, the photos above. God is pissed at how fat Americans have become. This doesn't make much sense since many destroyed churches don't have. Fat pastors, there should be better ways to punish fat people. I hate fat phobia, I hate the social stigma of obesity. Okay, I absolutely do. Um, why not just build gyms in churches, or treadmills in churches, or weightlifting rooms in churches? Why not have church gym trainers and church nutritionists and church dietitians? And there are many reasons why people are big. And fat shaming is unholy. Body positivity is actually holy. And what does fatness have to do with who you are as a person, right? Okay, good people go through things. And there are many causes as to why a person is fat. Um, Not all the reasons are rooted within mental health um, topics. You know, some people are more predisposed to it because of genetics, you know. So you have people who are naturally just big people. Um, That's how they were born. And they're healthy. So not all healthy people are skinny. You have, even have skinny people who are unhealthy. They may be skinny because of, like I said earlier, eating disorders, bulimia, anorexia. So not all skinny people are in robust health. So, I'm pretty sure the all-knowing God would comprehend those things quite perfectly. Number six, we can't truly understand God or his motives. He may destroy things just out of spite, just for his own amusement. I suspect he gets bored watching us mortals screw around all day or fuck around all day. Watching a fire tornado and watching people panic could be a real... Fucking hoot for him. Mm. <sighs> I can't imagine a sadistic deity. I can't imagine a petty entity at all. I can't imagine. A personality disordered supreme being. I. None of those traits fit God at all. Those have to be human definitions, but a malevolent creator. Ugh, I just, I reject all of those nauseating concepts of God. Um, Number seven, God goofed and allowed a fire tornado to get out of his control. This seems unlikely since he's all-powerful and all-knowing. Um... For, for for me now I don't think God smiles at trauma I don't think God prays dances because of human cruelty I don't think God is a fan of animals torturing humans, humans torturing animals, humans torturing other humans, animals torturing other animals. I don't think God is celebratory. of devastation. I don't think God plays a role in that. Mm-mm. God doesn't treat pain like Saturday Night Live skits. Mm-mm. Number eight, the church buildings are destroyed by naturally occurring events, tornadoes, fires, lightning strikes, etc. And God decides not to intervene. He's stated above. Well... I feel like Yes, it is true that church build Some church buildings are destroyed by naturally occurring events Tornadoes, fires, lightning strikes, etc That is true When they say God decides not to intervene I've always struggled with the concept Of divine intervention In the sense that Could Does God always intervene And does God intervenes in ways we don't understand, or does God doesn't in, does not intervene at all, or God does not intervene sometimes? That's a that's so great area for me. I don't have an answer for that because that is an unfilled blank, unanswered question. The whole concept of divine intervention, I don't fully understand. I would like. Child me would love to believe that God does intervene in ways we don't understand. That's how child me loves to feel. Adult me is more of I just let the mystery be. Um number nine. Churches are destroyed by natural occurring events, arson, or accidents, and God has nothing to do with it. Um that would make Charlie feel comfortable. I don't like the idea of God Um being a tyrannical bully. Ugh. Some non-believers would say, since he is just a figment of belief in the minds of delusional people, um not all non believers would openly say that. Um some would though and um For me, child me is not delusional. And child me would not say figment of imagination when it comes to God. Child me would say, I know God. And my mind is sane. That's what child me would say. And um, it's just... it's just hard you know because divine existentialism i just let the mystery be even though child me would say divine existentialism is 100 percent real i know it that's what child me would say so i'm okay with having a finite mind um, the only logical explanation for why churches are destroyed at the same at same frequency of secular building is the number nine threes and above. Um, some non-believers would say openly, not all of them, but some would say openly that this provides a key piece of evidence that Christianity is false and represents a missed opportunity for evidence in support of its true. For me, I would. For me, child, me would say that Christianity is true, and it is a golden opportunity for, ev- for evidence in support of its truth that is not missed. That's what child me say. Adult me is struggling with, um, you know, answers to life that I will not one hundred percent crystal clear receive um, that's difficult for me and I'm okay with that being difficult for me